So our uh, talk today um, is entitled um, Finding Help During the Seasons of Hurt. Now, you're welcome to take notes if you want to. Um, that's fine. But just, I'm a little, most, most people speak like 90 words per minute. And I'll try to speak 90 words per minute so you can understand. But I can, just in morning, I can have gusts up to 140. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a lot of points. I have like 24 points and then like 12 help ideas. So I, I got a lot going on. So if you want to just listen, um, that's great. Because I don't think you'll be able to, but if you'll take notes, that's fine too. But um, I do want to add a little disclaimer here. And you all know that I am not a licensed counselor. Okay, I, I haven't been to, I'm not a licensed Christian counselor or any, anything like that. And um, I'm going to be talking about some kind of sensitive issues today. Okay, and just warning that you might have, uh, they call them trigger yeah. warnings. You know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, I'm going to be dealing with some maybe past trauma. So things that we, you know what? Every lady in this room has had... And I think I've got 24, I'm going to try to do as quick as I can, but I've got 24, and I'll tell you right up front, personally, in my own life, I have experienced 20 out of the 24 that I'm going to share with you. You know what? We all, we all put a smile on our face, but just because we have a smile on our face doesn't mean that everything's perfect in our life. We all have hurts. We all have sorrows. We all have bad trials and we have all had troubles. So um, yeah, disclaimer, if um, I'm sorry if I if I say some things that might it would offend you, but it might bring up some past things, but that's what we're gonna deal with. And then I'm gonna give you some hope. Then I'm gonna give you some ideas how to how to get through this. But we need to jump right in. So um, let me start with the word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray you all. May I need your help at keeping me this without you. Thank you for doing privilege to be here. I was listening to my prayer. Amen. So, finding help in seasons of hurt. So, I love notebooks or 1820s dictionaries. So, the first thing that I did when I uh, looked up the word hurt. Now, again, I'm going to be talking about... I'm going to follow this. So, when I talk about hurt, hurt can be physical. Our body, different types of physical abuse. Hurts can be emotional, psychological, mental. Okay, We're, so I'm not talking about just physical hurts. A myriad of hurts that we as humans, we as ladies, can experience. So um, you, you all know what the word hurt means, but I like synonyms. And just to help us along the way, some synonyms of the word hurt would be to wound, to sadden, Devastate, a synonym would be anxiety, trauma. Everybody has probably heard of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. That would be a synonym of the worker. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Our theme verse to the whole conference is, we've heard it many, many times, Galatians 6, 9, says, And let us not be weary while doing, for in due season we shall reign before we faint not. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Daniel, in Daniel chapter 2, verse 20, Daniel said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are in 
are his, and he changes the season. So who changes the season? We've been talking about spring, summer, fall, and winter, and, and how we can apply that to the seasons in our life that we go through. But I want to give you a little example. Rachel, Rachel Burroughs and Marsha Treblett, Rachel, can you come help me? They are from my home church. They came up yesterday and surprised me. I did not know they were coming. But I'm going to start. Now, I am not an earth science major. I have never studied earth science. In fact, I had to watch several YouTube videos and talk to Dr. Cowling. So if you know about earth science, just be um, gracious with me for this example. But you can just stand right here for this sun. So this is the sun. And I'm going to talk just, and, and this, this, I'm going to apply this at the end. So this is important, okay? So this is very important. So this is the earth, okay? I'm assuming most of us that are in this room live in North America. If you live in Australia, everything's going to be turned around. So I'm assuming most of us live in North America. So I always thought that, okay, here's the sun, and here's the earth, and when they're real close together, it's summertime, right? Because it's warm. It's close to the sun. And then when uh, they start getting a little cooler, the sun took a step away, and the earth took a step away. I'm back to you. I didn't know any better. That makes sense, right? It gets cooler from the sun and the earth. Why? So we're right here in North America, right here. Hammond, Indiana, Walker Building. This is where we are. So then it gets colder. And then, then okay, so we start with summer, then we went to fall. So then it's like step away, and now it's winter. Purr, we're freezing, right? And, and then somehow the earth and the sun, they get to be friends again. So they come back together. Right? <laughs> summertime. Okay, that's not the way it works. <laughs> Out of hurry. So what's actually happening right now is this earth is spinning over a thousand miles an hour. So if you feel dizzy, that's what. <laughs> but as it spins, it also orbits. The sun never moves and the earth never moves, but it orbits. So as it goes around the sun, and I, I, I explain this more, but just as it orbits, that is the change of our seasons. Because, oh, here's the key. Here's the main thing. It's the angle, yeah. okay, of the earth on its axis, which I think is 23.8 or 28.3. I'm a little Sometimes I get things mixed up. But remember that, that angle, because that'll be, okay, thank you very much, Rachel. Look at the sun over here, so it doesn't track me. Isn't it a happy sun? No, I love happy sun. <laughs> so, let me get back to my notes and I can tell you exactly about the tilt of the earth. Okay, so let's just jump in. So again, uh, finding help in seasons occur. In life, we all encounter seasons of hurt. Christians do just as much as unsafe people do. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean our life is going to be perfect. We all have Problems. We have times for Psalm 34 18 says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of working heart and saveth such as with, as a contrite spirit. Someone, and I need to breathe. Psalm 47 3 provides comfort. The Bible says, He, God, healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. You've heard about Paul. Paul had uh, what he called us the word in the flesh. I don't know what the word in the flesh was. I think God kind of leaves it open-ended, 
so we can make it apply to whatever our thorn in the flesh is. Um, personally, um, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't know, I don't want to teach heresy here, but I mean, perhaps it could be his thorn in the flesh was like a mental, even a mental anguish. Like, like, man, I used, I used to be, my name used to be Saul, and I would go into churches and drag people out and kill the husbands, and then the children would be fatherless, and the wives would be widowed. I, we know, the Bible doesn't tell us what yes. the orange and the flesh one, but it is quite possible it could, it could have been something to do. And that is very true. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Okay, let's go back. Paul speaks of the thorn in the flesh. Um, um, Romans 8, verse 18 says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory of which shall be revealed. Think of Jesus on the cross. And right now I'm just giving you some examples of people in the Bible. But Jesus on the cross, I mean, he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Can you imagine the anguish that he went through during that time? And I'm going to just skip that whole page. Let's just jump right in here. I'm going to start with labeling the hurts. Now, this might have got 24 different hurts. And there may be 30, there may be 50. I may say some things here that um, that you, you can apply or you think, yeah, I've been there, done that. That's something that's happened to me. And that there might be some things that I miss. But I've got 24 and we're going to go through them pretty quickly here. So first of all, before we can find help in our seasons of hurt, we need to label them. We need to acknowledge them. We need to come face to face with them. We can't hide them. We can't throw a blame filter. We've got to fix them, and we're going to get them head on. Number one, things that hurt. The list of hardships that people face. Number one, loss of a loved one. It's a big one. We lose a family member. We lose spouse, child, a dear friend. That can be a hurt that if we're not careful, that can be devastating and, and um and if it's not dealt with correctly with our emotions, can cause a lot of problems. Number two, illness or disability, dealing with chronic illness. Are y'all getting a little warm in here? Yeah. Is it just me? I feel a little warm. I'm going to take my hair on. Hopefully, you can still hear. Can everybody hear me okay? Okay. All right. Air, go. Might take a minute. How do you feel about these? Oh, he's coming on. He's. There's the air. Illness or disability. That can be a hurt that we have in our life. Mental struggles. We talked to you just a little bit about that. You know, I went to a ladies' conference. It's been several years ago. But they were actually um, poking at or making fun of being bipolar. Oh. And you know what? That is a real thing. Where you here's ladies and we have hormones and that that is that is a real thing. That's not just something, oh she's just happy one day and sad one day or she can be up like this one minute and down like that is a real thing and there may be some things in our, our lives that we do need to seek medical help for. So um, maybe uh, financial difficulties. 
that can be a big hurt in our life. Um, poverty, unemployment, overwhelming debt, um, just financial difficulties, relationship problems, troubles with relationship, whether it's with friends, with family members, um, that can make you feel lonely or isolated if you're cut off, maybe. Some of you have, uh, you have family members that you've been, that has disowned you, you've been fell from them. Relationship problems, addiction and substance abuse. So prevalent, it is so sad, even our nutrition service today, that, um, you know, you might get, you might have a serious injury and you get put on some kind of pain medicine, but what happens is, you have that pain, and the pain medicine helps your pain, but then when your pain stops, you keep taking the medicine, then your body doesn't use up that medicine. So what it does, it becomes an addiction. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with treating your pain, but um, it's pain, pain medicine or alcohol or whatever, substance abuse. Um, educational uh, setbacks, not being able, you know, not uh, being able to attend school or just having a learning disability or something like that. It could be a traumatic experience like physical or sexual or um, verbal abuse that you've suffered. And again, I'm sorry about the buzzing experience here, but okay, I'll give you some hope here in just a few minutes. And, um, but I mean, that that's something if a, a little child and and if it's not dealt with, and if the offender says, you know, don't tell anybody or I'll, I'll kill you or nobody will believe you anyways, and that child grows up thinking that with a wife, that can just have devastating um, effects on a person. Caregiver responsibilities, perhaps some of you in here are a caregiver to a loved one, or, and that, then that takes time away from your own personal schedule and things that you would enjoy being out doing that you can't do anymore because you have caregiving responsibilities. Social isolation, we're almost halfway there, I gotta keep moving. Feeling disconnected from others, lacking a support, lacking, um, lacking a network of friends, unemployment or other challenges, immigration, displacement, um, uh, language barriers, personal insecurities, struggling with low self-esteem, maybe you're like body image, like, oh, I want to be like that person, but I can't be like that person, and just, that can be, and these may, to some people, may sound like small, little, insignificant things, but it's something that you're going through, like a body image, so like a, like something like that, like um, low self-esteem, you know, it's real to you. Some some you may just like you know that yeah I'm good you know but <coughs> one of these 24 you'll find yourself again I I associate you point out of the 24 so think it because of that reason I'm not going to mention but um, very uh, and, uh, it's what again we're labeling we're acknowledging we're actually aware of some different parts that can be in our life. Um, Emotional pain, uh, loneliness, rejection, guilt, disappointment, thinking about your past, um, failure, struggling with the pain of failure, uh, whether it's academically or professionally, and um, rejection, facing uh, rejection. You know, if you already have low self-esteem, and then if somebody rejects you, I mean, you're just like, you know, 
I got Hyundai. I ain't got to be going. It's just not good. It's, it's, it's a hurt. It's a true hurt. Something that people experience. Um, like a used betrayal. Bullying. Think about it. Bullying doesn't just happen in grade school and elementary school. Uh, bullying, sexually, <coughs> can, can happen amongst Christian ladies and churches, you know, because you know, kind of plus four no more. And you know, please do that, ladies. Don't be a bully. Don't, don't. Brother Howard say, be nice to everybody because everybody's having a tough time. And I said earlier, just because we have a smile on our face doesn't mean that everything's perfect in our hearts. So bully can be one of those things that can scar us. Um, I'm going to skip a couple here because um, I mean, I, but I do want to, wait, what one is this one? Her by spiritual being because in, I know throughout the ages of time, people have been hurt by spiritual leaders, but it seems so much more prevalent. I don't know if it's because Facebook and it's been a pastor or uh, somebody in the ministry, all of, you know, immediately know all about it, all of Facebook and all of social media. This is very important. I, I'm just going to read this to you. Being hurt by a spiritual leader can be deeply painful and a confusing experience. Can you all hear me? Okay. Um, spiritual leaders are often seen as guides and mentors with providing, um, with providing support, guidance, and wisdom. So our spiritual leaders, whether it be the pastor, the youth pastor, Sunday school teacher, anybody in a, in a leadership role position when they fail when they call when they sin they can be devastating when they betray that trust or fail themselves they can have a profound impact on one's faith or sense of oneself it is okay here's the quote part it is important to acknowledge and validate the emotions you experience that's okay okay don't help me validate it's all of Facebook though this today I'll talk about this person you know but within your heart if you have a spiritual leader that has fallen you need to accept that in your in your heart so it is important to acknowledge and validate the emotions you may be experienced such as anger disappointment or grief but remember this this is what I want you to remember a spiritual leader is like any other human they're powerful they may be a man of God, they may be a lady of God, but you know what? They're a man of God, but still they are more man than they are God. And anybody. In fact, Adam, in fact, usually spiritual leaders have a huge target on their back. I mean, if the devil can take them down, we can a lot of times take down a lot of, you know, I've seen churches like totally um, shut, shut the doors because the pastor messed up. And the church, like, you know, I'm not even going to this church anymore. So um, it, can be a it can be challenging to reconcile the actions of a spiritual leader with their teachings. But this is important. But it is important to separate that individual's actions from the broader principles of the faith. Does that make sense? So it's, it's important to separate. He's a man of God, but he's more man than he is God. He messed up. So we have some that we're separating just because he messed up doesn't mean that God's still not good. It doesn't mean that that doesn't give us a right to mess up while he did it so I can do it. Or 
or he, he messed up, so I'm not filling the church anymore. I'm not going to serve the Lord anymore. I'm not going to read my Bible. He's supposed to get into God reading his Bible every day. So if he reads his Bible every day and he messes up, then why should I even try? No, no, no. That's, that's no, no. They'll, they'll think that way. Okay. Um, now, actually, I skipped a couple, and I'm so sorry, but I'm kind of limited on my time. Some examples people in the Bible who went through times who experienced hurt. Joe, can you imagine the loss of his family, everything he owned, just in one day? And then his physical, you know, the, his physical uh, um, health. That, and Jesus Christ, again, on the cross during his uh, crucifixion, the humiliation, um, he bore the, the sins of the whole world on him. Jeremiah the prophet was just out serving the Lord, but um, he was uh, rejected, he was in prison, he was beaten. Joseph, his own brothers, sold him. No wanted to get rid of that. And uh, Joseph endured hard times. Hannah, some ladies of the Bible, Hannah closed her womb. God closed Hannah's womb, but still she remained faithful to the Lord. Things might not always go as we think they should go or we want them to go, but ladies, just keep trusting the Lord. Don't, don't lose faith in God. It's like Hannah, and she remained faithful. Ruth. As an example of a financial struggle, for all and all men in her family died. That that built the food of bread, but that's how they got their finances. But Ruth, so what she did, she went out and she worked hard. She provided for herself. She provided for her mother-in-law Naomi, and God blessed Ruth's faithfulness. Mary, the mother of Jesus, can you imagine Mary? She's so excited. She's with child. She finds out that she's going to have a baby. But then at the same time, she, she understands that it's not Joseph's baby. He, she, she, the people around her, her friends, probably wouldn't understand that. How do you explain that? And um, so I'm sure that Mary, the mother of Jesus, experienced joy that she was going to have a baby, but at the same time experienced perhaps guilt or shame because the people didn't understand how this was possible. So. I had 24, I think I gave you about 20. And, um, but now the good news. Okay, so let's go to the good news. So, uh, how, to, how to help, how to get help in times of hurt. So again, in your mind, think uh, of the times, situations in your life that you need help with. Okay, so number one, how to make it, how to get through, how to start the healing. In whatever's going on in your life, whether it's steal a cast, might be on them right now, or keep this in your mind because if you have a tad birds, they're coming. When nobody gets out of this life without birds because of sin, because of the devil. So if you want to get something happens to you and you want to get mad at somebody, don't get mad at God. He is good all the time. Get mad at the devil. He's the one that messed everything up. He's the one why there's sin. So number one. Seek God's presence. Psalm 46 1 says, God is our refuge, a very present help and trouble. Number one, how to get help here in your times for time to turn your back to God. It's a time to seek Him. It's a time to ask Him. It's a time to pray. Ask Him for comfort. Ask Him for guidance. And to identify your verse. That's what we just spent the last 15 minutes doing. Identifying. Again, don't try to hide Him. Don't try to 
like say, oh, just, you know what, they're always going to pop up. Something's going to trigger, they're going to pop up. You've got to deal with them. So identify the hurts. Um, be honest with yourself and acknowledge your pain. Number three, search the scriptures. The Bible is rich in passages that will comfort us and help us. Isaiah 41, 10 says, if you're not, for I'm wicked, cannot dismay I am thy God, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Search the scriptures for verses that will help you personally through your times. Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is nigh, the Lord is close, the Lord is near to them that are of a broken heart and contrite spirit. He understands. Matthew 11 says, come unto me all ye that labor heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So, number three was search the scriptures. Now, you're going to think this is the same, but the report is up to them. There's a big difference between searching them out and then applying them you are. When we search them out, we read them, and they go up here. Once we apply them, you'll feel it right here. It, thy word has a foot over my heart. That's what, so apply the scripture. The Bible is not merely a book of knowledge, but it's a guide for life. Number five, seek spiritual support. Be faithful to attend, and be faithful to a, a local church. And ask your pastor, seek, seek spiritual support. Seek, I would say, number one, start with your pastor, your pastor's wife. But you know what? There are a, there are several good, I told you I'm not a licensed counselor, but there are some out there. And there may be times that we need to seek professional help. But all, I would encourage you to always start with your pastor. Go to your pastor and ask him, talk to him. Can you recommend somebody that I can talk to if there's, there's different, different situations? Um, this is a big one. Practice forgiveness. Healing often involves forgiveness. If your hurt stems from the actions of others, it's important to release any and all bitterness and resentment you may be harboring. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes people may hurt our feelings and not even go away. You know, especially, you know, they get insecure, and they can be just a little thing, and they don't think anything of it, and they might not even know that they don't feel it. They might not know that they should ask for forgiveness. Forgive them anyways. You've heard that uh, little saying that uh, bitterness, because that's what happens. When you have unforgiving spirit, that turns into bitterness. And you've heard that it will say that bitterness hurts more in the vessel in which it's stored than the vessel in which it's poured. So number six, <coughs> this is a big one. Practice forgiveness, whether they ask for forgiveness or not. Maybe your offender knows that they offended you, but they've never asked for forgiveness. Forgive them. Ask uh, Practice forgiveness. Colossians 3.13 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. <coughs> Okay, here's a good statement. Forgiveness is unlocking the door to set someone free. Figure that. Forgiveness is unlocking the door to set someone free and then realizing he was years ago. Forgiveness is unlocking the door to set someone free to realize that you were the prisoner. By forgiving others, you free yourself from the weight of anger and resentment. Number next, focus on your purpose, not your pain. What I mean by this is focus on 
how can you <coughs> these things, these 24 things, or 30 things, or whatever's going on in your life, don't focus on your pain, focus on your purpose. How can I help others? How can I, I, yeah, you might see somebody, they'll be fine for me, and you're like, yeah, I went through a similar situation when I was eight years old, and here's how God helped me through that situation. Focus on your purpose of helping others, and not your own pain and suffering. <coughs> Number eight, make your suffering a ministry, not a mystery. You're going through something, and you may be like, oh, God, why? Why? This is such a mystery. Why am I going through this? But turn that mystery into a ministry. Not a mystery, but a ministry, and then you can minister to others, and you can help others during their times of need. I don't hear. Remember how God helped you through pastors. Get counsel from your pastor, pastor's wife. Next one, trust God. He loves you. He knows all about your hurts. Uh, please, God does love you. Sometimes we need to like, why me, Lord? Why am I going through this? He has a plan. He has a purpose. It's kind of like a puzzle. You know, we don't know. We don't see all the pieces. But God knows exactly how all of those pieces, even so they includes hurts, how they're going to fit together and make us better for this service. Trust God. Um, I'm glad to have Dee Francis back here. She's a dear friend of mine. This Wilkerson's mom. She's deaf. And I've got some other deaf over here. Do we have other deaf over here? So we have a deaf ministry. Yeah, so we have a deaf ministry at our church. One of my favorite, I don't, they don't know a lot. I'm, I'm a slow learner. But um, one of my favorite sign language words is the word trust. And what they do, I want everybody to do is take your two hands like this, Put them together like this, like you're holding them to a rope. Okay. Kathy Bryce and her sign language for the deaf, she teaches trust God. This is if, if they say American Sign Language, they'll say act like they're holding on to a flagpole or something like that. Like Kathy Rice is better. So the word trust is like this. And this is this so remember this. Okay, because at the end, you remember, we're gonna do this. So remember trust. Number twelve. Trust God, Romans 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. In all my ways acknowledge him, he shall turn my past. It's like trust, right? It's all good. Trust. Hang on. And sometimes you might need to, like, how does that, like, tie a rope and hang to Whatever you do, that trust God. Hang on to God. You've probably heard the statement, time heals all wounds. That's not true. I would say it right now. Time does not heal. All wounds. I wish I had more time. Time does not heal. It's what you do during that time. It's these principles applied as the scriptures. The things we talked about. Um, the key is applying them. Also, here's something else to remember. Healing is not linear. What I mean by that is healing is not okay. With this type of you told us all these things that we can do, and we're going to be healed. So I do this, I do this, I do this, and I do this. All my wounds and all my uh, anxiety and all my post-traumatic stress and everything in my life will be better if I do this and this. You know what, ladies? It's not linear. It's not. There's no certain things that you've been doing because we all we we're not God. Why do we forgive and forgive for kingdoms? We can forgive who we can't always necessarily forgive. 
healing is not related. Healing is best. Healing isn't, and maybe like, okay, I'm going to go out feeling good, but it's something happens, it's not bad. It should feel like three steps forward, two steps back. You know, or it could be like, I'm doing great, I'm almost over this, I'm getting through this, and something happens, it's like, yeah. Like, it's, it's been, healing is messy. Healing is not linear. And healing it is different for every, like, healing is different for every person. It's unique to each individual. Um, I'm going to skip a couple things, because I have some good statements. The journey of healing is complex and unique to each person. Being positive doesn't mean you don't have any negative thoughts. It just means you don't want those thoughts to control your life. Being being positive, you know, you all look happy, but I know, I know you have birds. We all do. So just that smile on our face doesn't mean that we don't have any problems. It just means that we've learned to control those things in our life. A smile on my face, oh, here it is right here. I've said it like three times. A smile on my face does not mean my life is perfect. It means that despite my challenges, I choose to focus on God's blessing. And here's something very important too. One day, you will tell your story with someone. You might not have the opportunity to share it on a platform in front of a lot of people, but one day you're gonna tell your story to another individual, maybe a big group of ladies. One day you will tell your story about how you overcame what you went through and it'll be someone else's survival guide. It'll be like, you know what? She made it, I can make it. You'll be an encouragement to someone else. So one day you'll tell your story about how you overcame and what you went through and it'll be somebody else's survival guide. I have just a couple minutes left. I'm just gonna read this. In the depths of your hurt and pain, remember that God is near. His love is the balm that soothes your wounds. His strength is the anchor that holds you steady. And his grace is the light that guides you through even the darkest of seasons. So, what I want you to remember, I'm going to give you a boatload of information. But if you only remember, oh, there's one five minutes. I mean, if you only remember two things today, I want you to remember trust. Let's all do this. Trust in God and tilt. Trust and tilt. My son's behind the piano here. Not my S O in my When when hurts and things come in their life, they, that's what I want you to do. Trust and stay tilted for God. Don't, don't, some people just like totally turn the back. Like, God, you are not good to me, and I don't want anything to do with you. And they turn their back on God, they get a cold heart, and, and it's, it's, it's messy. So stay tilted for God the Son. Stay tilted for God the, the you know what I'm saying. But God, stay tilted for God. So the trust, the studio, trust, and the silly. Trust and tilt. So... Uh, and I need to skip that. Trust into it. I have a poem I wrote for this, and uh, I'm not as liberty to pass it out in this class, but if you want to stop by my table, um, you can pick up a copy of this poem, but I wrote this poem for this class, and I'll read to you real quick, I promise. This is called Finding Help in Seasons of Hurt. In each season of life, trust God's way. He'll guide your steps each moment, each day. In seasons of hurt where heartaches grow, his grace shines through with light of glow. He walks along a steady guide, 
through troubles and tears, he's by your side. He saves each tear, he knows your pain. Cast your burden on him, he welcomes us in. Embrace your season, let healing start. Be now fair, just straight battle apart. New grace he gives from trials faced with hope renewed and gifts embraced. Then you can help others along life's way. Many need hope just to make it today. Use what you've learned. Tell how God helped you. A discouraged person you may renew. Some hurts won't be forgotten. Some you'll always bear. I don't want to dishearten, just make you aware. Paul asked for his thorn to be taken away. God didn't remove it, but gave grace for each day. So let your heart find solace. Let your soul find peace. Trust God's perfect plan when some hurts don't cease. Embracing your hurts, you'll find God's grace. He's a refuge secure in whatever you face. Just trust on him, in him, and hold on tight. Sometimes it may feel it takes all your might. Be strong in the Lord. He always prevails. In your seasons of hurt, know God never fails. Then one day up in heaven, on that bright blissful shore, all hurts will be over. Remember no more. Thou the white boy tears, no suffering will be. Those seasons of hurt will all be set free.